I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. My buddy, my buddy and my coworker. How are we doing? Good. It's, uh, we're, I, I'm, everybody is so probably sick of us being like, man, we're cranking, but we are cranking. Yeah. It's like, we just get, we get, we get start one thing, get, we get it going. It happens, it ends, and then boom, here's the next one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so I was just mm-hmm. looking at a meme the other day of like something where there was like, you know, we, we they, I don't know, they were getting ready for one season into the next one. And it was like, yeah, it's like us, every single drop or whatever happens, it's like, all right, end that and immediately into the next, the next one. Yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like all of our projects have like this this like end and and start time that like bleed over perfectly into yeah, each other yeah. that there's no space to be like, all right, I think this week will be an easy one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Busy busy. Not a bad thing. We're not complaining. Nope. They like being busy. No, yeah. I'm I'm stoked on it. I this I I was just telling you guys on Friday when we were all talking to staff, I was like, this is this is I look forward to this. Every year this mm-hmm. is so fun. I love being here. It will soon be 6 p.m. time to go home before we know it. Hey, speaking of which, this weekend, uh, we, we, we found a new little spot in the neighborhood that I want to I talk to you about. We were talking yeah. about how, like, damn, you know what? We got to drive an hour to get to Can't HMR. Can't wait to hear about Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Dude, I, it's been a minute since I've had Arby's. But we found this cute little Indian Nepalese grocery store in mm. Longmont. Yeah. They're going to beat the Boulder one, friend. I can tell you that much. And it's not about selection. It's about personality. See, I've never been to the Boulder one. Oh, see, so yeah, you're making a massive one. mistake. Anyone who hasn't been to the Boulder location, uh, Where, I is it it's over not by like that location. It's like it's a, it's just an Indian market. It's small. It's, it's on uh, 28th? Over over by... Um, yes. Or Folsom? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over. It's over. Okay, I'll You're know. in the right I'll area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's super small. It's yeah. like strip mall. The guy is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He like, I mean, he is, you got any questions, he's got you. He's going to yeah. recommend the best thing. So he's going to put you on. He's like slipped me stuff out of packages, but like, you just try it and then you'll come back and get it. When he, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. He's, he's the, he's the man. Well, he's shit, like unbeatable. You guys, dude. you guys picked up some really good snacks. Do you remember those? Those uh, everything I've had Indian there is good. spiced. It looks crazy. Pretzel crackers that were yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, those had to get out of the house because I was destroying my stomach. With them. Yeah, <laughs> so spicy. So I'll so I'll I'll stop in and hit that one as well. Maybe I'll hit that on the way out of town yeah. sometime. I mean, it's week, nice to have those kind of things though. Yeah, for sure. Older o- o- older woman was there running it, and yeah. we had read reviews leading up to it. No website or anything, you know. But everybody's like, you got to try the momos. You got to try the momos. You got to try the momos. So we picked up some paneer momos, some chicken momos. I steamed them up yesterday. They were great, but. In particular i want to talk to you about something remember back in the day when me and Koopu get fuji and we get that hot sauce mm-hmm. that was like fucking hot mm-hmm. i've i've ordered from fuji how many dozens of times the sauce is different now it's no longer the same the other one got you in the gums it, it got you in the gums. it's like your whole mouth it was like it was like a it was a full spice experience it got up in your nose it was very aromatic it felt like kind of paprika oh it, it which hit. seems unusual for what it was but it, yeah. like that's that's the like it had a lot of that spice to it this spot has it bro lady goes you want you want the sauces for the momos and we're like yes please we read about these we we want the sauces okay comes out i i about jumped through the roof when i tasted it i was like this is it this is the sauce so now i know i'm gonna well, try to ask you a question is this a when you when you try, is it, are these freshly made things or these packaged things? So the momos about? are clearly like made by them yeah. and then repackaged and sure. frozen. So they're just yeah. on a little piece of styrofoam with yeah, yeah, plaster yeah. cap over top. So they're, they're making them homemade. I'm on, I want to say they might also make them fresh. Mm. I didn't see where those would have been. There wasn't mm. that much space. So they're making them. She's yeah, yeah, making yeah. them, I would, I would assume. I just not know if it was like a brand. But then she comes or... out with a separate tin yeah. of yeah. sauces and gives them to you to go. So next time I go in, I'm going to say, I'll... 
you got a bucket back there, I'll buy it. You know what yeah. I mean? Whatever, however much you're willing to give me, I'll buy it. Because I've wanted this sauce for a long time. So I just wanted to share news. that with you. Anyway, <laughs> we're good going news. too deep on the sauce. We got a good guest today. We're we talking got a fun food, guest. Actually. Yeah, we just like, and this was just a, a person that I sort of like, I don't know. You know how you like, you see people on Instagram, and you're like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of hitting on, it's, this person's hitting on everything I like, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. cool outfits, healthy food, recipe yeah. stuff, wellness shit, all the things I'm like into. And uh, yeah, it was just like a, one of those things where I you know, followed him, thought, about, thought it was cool, did a couple yep. of the recipes, sick, you know what I mean? Didn't think much of it. And then it was like, we were thinking about guests and we're always, you know, we, we like to deviate from just fashion sometimes to yep. change things up. Turns out this person was heavily involved in fashion. So <laughs> yeah. we get uh, we get a ton of like background on, you know, what that can look like. And uh, and yeah, we also get, uh, you know, all this cool information about health and health foods and wellness and nutrition yeah, and all this. Like, cool. uh, It was very eye-opening too, like just kind of being able to talk that through in, in a way that didn't feel judgmental, which I think obviously if you're good at doing that thing, that's it. So yep. we forgot to per- say the person's name. This is Lily Harris yes, um, from Lily Feeds You on Instagram and yep. I'm sure elsewhere. Yeah, and no, it wasn't judgmental and also it just felt like a much more like there's a it felt like there a much more reasonable way to like you know we all know you shouldn't eat x y and z but like some of it's bullshit yeah. you know what i mean some of it is like weird things that we thought were true 10 years ago or sure. that was being passed around socially like how we talked about how like i was told red meat is the worst thing you could possibly sure. put in your body you should never eat it it was it was a really uh, nice down to earth conversation well, I mean, like for a long time, fat was the devil, and then carbs yeah. are the devil, and you never know what you know. I think, I think the the reality is it's constant evolution, and I still believe ninety percent of it's just not doing too much of anything. I would agree with you, and, but like I, I you know, I, I think it's 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 nice to have, especially if you have specific goals or specific dieting goals, or if it's specific like you know symptoms like we talked about mm-hmm. like it's 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 cool to have someone like this and i think people shouldn't be afraid to reach out to these kind yeah. of individuals especially you know the way that she's made it so easy through zoom and all this yeah like it's just it's one thing to like oh you know i go to the gym every single day eat relatively healthy and i and i do but you could still i could still easily i still think i have tons of questions for people like this you know what i mean mm-hmm. because there's still things that you're like well this is i still why i you know i do the i eat relatively healthy i i run every single day i lift weights i do sauna i do the you know i, make, I mm-hmm. hike I, like yeah. i stay active but i'm still like yeah but sometimes like my belly hurts after like something stupid like it's like something that should be healthy like what's going on and like you can go to people with like questions like that and get them answered and kind of like continue to evolve yeah. your health because it's like I think it's much more like it's much more individualistic than you like think with this type of thing mm-hmm. like it really matters person to person Absolutely. and like and I'm sure those symptoms are also deeply affected like by mental stuff and you know I'm, all this stuff seems pretty connected so yeah. I think learning more about it especially more about like things you put in your body is pretty awesome so she does that but she also has a bunch of cool stuff to say uh, about uh, fashion and that whole world because she definitely mm-hmm. comes. Yeah, from, definitely a, a perspective that I hadn't. Yeah, hundred percent. And lot about, I'll just tell you, you know? right now, it, st- even if you're someone who jumps in and checks in, checks out, or whatever, stay for the uh, dragging of the lake story because if you because <laughs> yeah. this is this was really once we got to this level of the conversation, you were this squirming. Was, yeah, it, it, yeah. So, so you like like it's kind of spooky stuff too. So it's hitting on a lot of things that yeah. we like also. So this is a really like wide ranging conversation, but it was really fun. One of the more uh, you know, I had a great uh, more a lot of fun having this conversation. So yeah, yeah. Let's hop right into it. Let's jump in. Let me start here. We I wanted to start with the Midwest. Where do you live now? I live in Los Angeles now. Okay. All right. The, what? How's that? Well, wait. Give me a little bit of like where have you been? Where yeah, have you? Where yeah. all have you been? Um, I grew up in Minnesota. Yeah. 
And then I went to school in Rhode Island. Cool. And then from there, I moved to New York because it was a pretty easy East Coast position. And then I was in New York. My I'm a very introverted person. I like very calm environments, probably Mm -hmm. growing up in Minnesota. New York was just a little overstimulating for my young self. So I took a job at Target Corporate and moved back to Minnesota. Oh, I was going to say in Minnesota. Yep. And then stayed there a few years and then moved to San Francisco because I'd always wanted to live there. Mm-hmm. Lived there for a few years and then moved back to New York for like seven ish years and just moved to LA. I've been here for um, a little over a year now. I mean, LA feels kind of like splitting the difference. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of, you can be introverted in LA and it can be chill just fine, or it can be the opposite. Yeah. I like that in LA, you can kind of get what you're looking for at whatever time I can retreat. I can have like my calm home environment. I can be out in nature if I want. I can go socialize if I want. There's a little bit of everything here. hundred percent. When you were in like New York and stuff, what were you doing? Were you doing like food and nutrition stuff or you were doing something different? So I went to school for fashion and I worked in fashion after graduating college up until um, just about a year ago now. And I had been doing nutrition on the side for a few years. And then when I moved to LA, I left fashion for good. Yeah. Wait, did you go to RISD? Yeah. Sick. That's where uh, Seth from the OC went. So I know that. Honestly, I have to say that probably was a big reason why I went there. I made a lot of decisions based on the OC because <laughs> that was my assumption of how children behaved. I know. So, I was like, whatever they do, I want to do. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Almost dying in Tijuana, things like this. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. So what, what, what in fashion did you, did you do when you were, when you were in that? Because I feel like that's kind of how I knew you. I, I, only, I was aware of your... Instagram initially because you posted cool outfits, which is, you know, the best thing on Instagram. And then second best thing is food stuff. So you were hitting, you hit on both fronts for me. Um, In fashion, I have probably had my fingers in like every pie. I I graduated college. I worked at Kate Spade as Mm, assistant designer doing shoes bags and jewelry which i didn't study in college which was cool and then after that moved to target and i designed little girls clothes i designed children's wear which i also didn't study in college interesting Um, children's wear is so fun so fun oh so i had a kid four years ago and i didn't realize how deeply i was going to first of all i've always like I got into clothes kind of through women's wear because that's kind of like how, what I had access to, to like to see in magazines and stuff. Yeah. And I still feel like I draw the most inspiration like from like outfit wise from like women's wear. Mm-hmm. And then so getting to a buy for a girl, which was cool because I just didn't have you, girls just have like more like there's more yeah. breadth to what yeah. you can potentially put together than guys. Yeah. Guys is like pants, two different kinds of tops and that's everything, it. Everything's <laughs> and, like navy blue or khaki. Yeah. yeah. So this was very fun. And then I got to transfer like, you know, vintage kids clothes is super fun. Everything about kids clothes is fun. Plus it moves faster. And they're like, oh, I know but you got to buy new sizes all the time. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's the best. It's a great yeah, you get to do- yeah. It's well, yeah. On top of that is I had a friend who worked in, in children's. So like it's the business is nuts. It's so much different than when I worked in like women's wear and stuff. They're yeah. like, it moves faster. It's way more money. It's, yeah. it's crazy. 
Yeah, I at Target when I was doing uh, the little girl's clothes, I designed a one of the biggest sales times was Easter for little girls. And I like really fluffy um, Easter dresses. Yeah. And they were some of like the biggest money makers. Oh, man, that's that's it's a whole other world. Yeah, it's a whole other world, but very fun. Yeah, for for a while. And then I moved to San Francisco. I had a little women's wear line on the side that I sewed and sold um, in my free time because, you know, in the Midwest, it gets so cold in the winter. You need yeah. like, you need like five hobbies. Oh, and for sure. So yes. I did that on the side for a little bit and transitioned that for a few months when I moved to San Francisco and then really started looking for jobs again. I worked at Levi's for a little bit, which was cool. really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, their dye lab is insane. Did you um, go to the vault and everything. Yeah, it's just such a. Yeah, that was a really. It's cool. still one of the coolest things I've ever. Wait, can you guys tell me about the vault? Or you she's know? gonna be able to tell you. But I mean, yeah. I went to it once and then I got showed around. But I'm sure they you just have it. like such a historical archive of clothing. Oh, and, okay. And then um, my favorite part was the dye lab because they have all of these vintage samples. Like they send employees to middle of america to buy jeans off of people everyday people that they can take back to the dye lab and recreate the wear does it need to be levi's in particular or they're more so just looking for a great fade they try to buy levi's but i think yeah. they'll buy like a great fade off of like yeah. a construction worker or somebody oh they hell send, yeah they send people to like nascar events to go do the same thing um but like a job made for you and i i was gonna say yeah so cool and their their trend team has like such depth of information that was constantly blowing my mind that was a really cool job um mm-hmm. but didn't pay that well to be honest so i i transferred over to old navy and did girls clothes for a while again little girls was this also in san francisco yep okay um, Old Navy was probably the most fun I've ever had at a job in fashion. Yeah. We, that, yeah, we kind of fuck with Old Navy. We just said on, I think two pod, <laughs> two podcasts ago, we were like, you know, I don't, I don't think Old Navy gets enough play. I think it's cool. I've always, they just, they just keep doing their thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't change it up. They're just doing the same thing. It's cool. They're servicing a big, cli- you know, like, like a, like a big, big swath of clients yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's legit. Yeah. I, I'm a big Old Navy fan. That was a really fun job. You know, when you have a job and your whole team, like your manager's great, your whole team's great, everybody gets along. Yeah, mm-hmm. I worked at Starbucks one time and had this. And it's the, <laughs> yeah. It was like one of the best experiences I ever had yeah. working at a place. It was a magical, magical time. Um, and then I moved to New York and started working at Gap for their trend team for a Sick. little bit. That was... <laughs> um probably the worst job i've ever had <laughs> and then um just like burning the candle at both ends yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then i actually got hired at so when i was bopping around between all these fashion jobs i had worked with a lot of the same factories and gotten to know their teams of people from like china korea sure guatemala all over india and um when i moved to new york i was really looking for something that wasn't working at gap 
And one of the Korean companies that I had worked with at a bunch of my jobs who produced clothes for like Gap, Old Navy, Target, mm-hmm. Walmart, everybody, they were hiring a New York team like in a satellite office and they wanted a designer to work to be a middleman between them and all the brands that I had worked mm-hmm. with before. So I took that job for a company called Seya. They're like the biggest Korean knitwear company. Um, cool. And they make like cut and sew knits for everyone from Calvin Klein to Walmart. Um, and so my job, that's the longest I've stayed in any fashion job because it was just, I was kind of my own boss. I could make my own day. I did a little bit of everything. So I did trend forecasting. I did design. I did production. And surprisingly, I had to do sales, which was really weird. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, you run the whole gamut. Did you get to go to Korea by chance? I got to go to Korea. Such a blessing. It's probably one of the one of my favorite. Korea kicks ass. It's so good. We want to go. So we literally didn't even leave the Seoul airport. We were, we're like, we got to come back. We, we got to gotta have go. a couple days yeah. here. You need to go. I when I went for work, um, I was really nervous because obviously I don't speak Korean and mm-hmm. I was traveling by myself. So I was like worried about getting around and the, the, mm-hmm. just the logistics of traveling. But even the subways, like the Metro, there's English translation on everything. It was so easy to get around. Oh, interesting. And so many people spoke English that it was just like one of the easiest places I've ever traveled. Sick. And you were in we Seoul? Go. Yeah. Cool. It was really cool. You guys have to go. I don't know what it is, but it's just like even just a little bit of encounter. We, 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 I mean, to be fair, we were laid over for a very long time, so we spent a lot of time in this airport and chatting Milling with people around, and stuff. But yeah. like, like, I mean, I mean, and I, I've always loved like Korean films and stuff. But, uh, but like, man, just the, the people were so nice and friendly, and everyone is beautiful. I mean, Everybody every single probably, person we encountered was beautiful. They probably like 10, 15 years younger than they actually like. everyone was just so they were everything dressed beautifully skin beautiful hair beautiful everything yeah i want i want to be korean now (laughs) i know i know i went there and i was like i want to live here i want yeah i i didn't we didn't even leave the airport i'll live in the airport terminal style yeah you guys would love it yeah we got to get back so anyway you go so from there you go from you're in new york for the (laughs) korean job right and then where after so i Worked at that job for about four and a half years. Um, and then my boyfriend got really burnt out on New York. Um, I, I were kind of opposite timing. So I put myself back into nutrition school in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do it. I had to work my full-time job and find a school that I could do on yeah. the side. So I was, um, I was really, really busy, which is a really hard lifestyle for a little bit. And then, um, starting to actually, I was never a huge New York fan. Um, and then when I started going back to school for nutrition and like exploring the food world and the health world in New York, I actually kind of started to fall in love with it. So, mm. um, my boyfriend and I were kind of like opposite timing while yeah. he was getting burnt out on it. I was kind of falling in love with it. Yeah. So, um, 
he was like, I got to We got to go. We got to go. And it was a very hard, hard move. But now I'm in LA and my fashion job, I probably would have stayed in it for a bit longer just for security. But mm-hmm. sure, um, sure. no, they didn't have the option of remote work. So when I moved to LA, I had to quit and uh, jump right into nutrition probably a year earlier full time than I would have. When you say jump in, what's that look like? What yeah. does your job look like day to day? So I work with clients one-on-one um, to work on people's health, talk to them about food and lifestyle. And so I take client calls via Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, I do recipe development. So I have a Patreon where I share healthy recipes um, throughout the month. And then sometimes I work with brands to collaborate on a recipe with one of their products. Oh, cool. Like yeah. like kind of what you would see on like the back of the product, maybe? Um, or like something for Instagram, like a oh, sick. or like something for their blog so that people know what they can do with um, their product. Like I worked with a company called Atlantic Sea Farms and they do a lot of like kelp products. And I think a lot of people don't know what to do with that as an ingredient. So I made recipes so that their customers could kind of. Oh, cool. Well, that, that's like an upcoming ingredient yes i I feel like my girlfriend and i watch a lot of food shows and we just consume something where they're talking about because kelp is in such abundance and it's easy to farm and and actually has a lot of things we need i suppose right yeah it's really nutrient dense full of minerals and um pretty sustainable yeah good interesting yeah that's cool i mean so how do people like like let's say I mean, obviously you have a lot of different types of clients. Like, how are you, how are you getting, like, how do they come to you? Is it, is it like, are they seeing you through Instagram and stuff? Or it's like, like, how are they? Cause then like, let's say I'm a guy who wants to like revamp some things. Like, what is that? What, what does that kind of look like? You know what I mean? Um, I would say like 90% of my clients are from Instagram and then the rest of them are usually recommendations yeah. like from yeah, people right that I know or clients before. Um, so that's usually how I get clients. And then, my clients are really all across the board. Like I work with um, mostly people between their 20s and 40s, but mm-hmm. all ranges of what they're looking to work with me on. Like some people just want to tweak everything a little bit so that they can make sure that they're feeling good and doing the right thing. Some people have like a mystery symptom that they're trying to solve. Um, I have Hashimoto's disease and I have celiac disease. So I work with a lot of clients with Mm. thyroid issues and celiac disease. Um, But I really work with people across the board. It's really like, I think that it's like an under, the reason I'm asking, I guess, is because I feel like a lot of people don't understand like what a nutritionist can do for you. You know what I mean? And I know that like, I think my, I think it's my mom has talked about like how she got involved with that. And it was like, you know, it's huge, like to just be because I that and I guess that's what I'm still kind of asking is like, if I let's say I set this up, like, what could I potentially be like working on? Like you said, like you like coming with like a single symptom of like, you know, like, I just feel like I always have brain fog or like, I always feel kind of like sleep like shit or yeah, or like, yeah, like I'm inflamed constantly, you know what I mean? Or like feel, you know, bloated always like, is that the kind of stuff I could bring to you and say, that's my goal is to like alleviate that. And you're going to go through my diet and then say, here's where you can make adjustments. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you about your diet, your lifestyle, mental health, health history. Um, I have you keep food diaries so I can kind of see what's going on in your day. And then 
Um, in the food diary, I have you also keep track of your emotions and energy levels after you eat, when you go number two. Like, I want to know everything so that I can kind of move things around and give you the right recommendations to like reduce inflammation or whatever your concern is. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of people like, like lie? <laughs> I feel like I would lie if I met you and then it'd be like, I don't want to tell her everything. You know? can't know how much fast food yeah. I eat. I think, the, I think the one thing that does happen is people get um, a little scared to be honest on their first food diary for me, which mm -hmm. is totally understandable because, yeah. you know, you only see, um, you don't know me personally, probably. You only see what I share on Instagram, which is a highlight reel. And then... Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to come to you and kind of tell you what you could be doing better. And I think that can be a uh, intimidating uh, environment for some people. So I think the one thing that I do run into is people avoiding keeping their first food diary for me because they don't want to write it all down or they don't want to look at all of it or they don't want mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to me. But the first time they do that and after they meet with me, I've never had a problem after that. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things too where – like when I first started therapy, I had troubles with it. Like it was a lot of like not wanting to like, you know, it's like a, all your defenses are up. You know what I mean? And yeah. and like something like, like what you eat or like what your emotions are, which I think are very tied together more than most people maybe think. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's deep. I would honestly would rather share with you my emotions in a day than what I eat for some reason. Not that I'm like eating so bad or something. It just feels very personal for some reason. Well, if I'm sure it's weird to see it quantified on a page sure. too you don't you know normally I mean? write like, it down yeah. it's like yeah. i i should be budgeting but the second i know what i'm <laughs> yeah. fucking around with yeah. and it's like all right well now i feel guilty and anxious <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. with well, this new task so what i tell people the first thing that i like to tell people who are feeling that way about sending me a food diary or even just reading back their own food diary is like we live in a modern world where there's a lot of money behind all the food that's being sure. put in front of our faces all the time. And we are busier and more overwhelmed than I think any other generation before us. So you have to remove any sort of guilt or shame because literally there's too many things against us in every single day. And it's a really never before in history have we been so independently responsible for our own individual health oh, like interesting we don't have community support in the same way that um our ancestors did like we are in charge of taking care of our kids feeding ourselves and our kids making money for our life there's no sharing of any of the responsibility and because you have a huge marketing budgets pushing food towards you um, you're busier than ever, and that community support just isn't there in the same way that we need it. You have to remove guilt and shame from any food decision that you make in general. No, I mean, that makes sense. That's fair. You got to let yourself off the hook a little bit that we are up against a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there any like one? I mean, is like, I don't want to say that. I know it's like a, that might be asking too much, but is there like something that you notice like pretty regularly with clients that like maybe like is one change somebody could make? that it that would that, that seems pretty common that people are like like for example like this is probably not right but like are people just like always drinking too much caffeine or like is there so, there's like one thing that's just kind of like seems to be slipping up most people um caffeine is a really big one for sure 
Um, I think it's kind of a sign of the times, but mm. you know, anxiety is really high across the board for a lot yeah. of reasons. You know, we don't have, we have a constant news cycle being shown to us. Like we have a lot of responsibility. Like we, there's a lot of anxiety these days and caffeine is super normalized. Um, and so I do have a lot of clients who will, um, need to reduce their, caffeine intake or just asking them to get curious about how that caffeine actually makes them feel. And like, if yeah. we do something else about it, like, can we do a half calf? Can we make sure that you're eating your breakfast with your coffee or maybe none afternoon, you know, like, yeah, yeah. A big one. I think, um, I think people working out too intensely is a really, really big one. Interesting. Uh, wow. Not, like, not, en not enough time to recoup? It's like uh, there's a lot of people sitting at desk jobs. And yeah. so then because they're sitting all day, they then try to make up for that with really intense workout classes like SoulCycle, very yeah. boot camp, like uh, just really, really high intensity um, classes. And then they're burnt out all all across the board. That's one that I see a lot. Um, I'm trying to think about other ones. I think so I think oat milk is a really big one. Oat milk is a, a hot topic for me. Is it is it the seed oils that's in it? Um, well, I think there's a lot of added oils that are super inflammatory. There's usually added gums that can disrupt digestion. But my biggest thing is your blood sugar. If you compare like a cup of oat milk versus like a cup of almond milk, the amount of carbohydrates is totally different. And if you're doing something that you, if you're doing something every day, I want that thing to support you. And I yeah. definitely want it to support your blood sugar. So I'm probably going to try to move you away from oat milk. So it's not just uh it's not just dairy milk replacements like oat milk in particular because i i've always kind of been pro almond milk when everything else there's always been you know there's six or seven different alternatives i've always preferred almond would you say almond is the best uh yeah thing, I, I, I suppose in that realm nut or seed milk if you can't tolerate dairy mm -hmm. yeah okay I mean, I mean, I feel like it's not the like it's not the biggest deal to just toss that stuff out either, really, because it's like, what are you really using it in besides coffee or like mm -hmm, cereal? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you yeah. can't like, cooking with oat milk. Oat milk or almond milk is disgusting when you put it yeah. in. It just yeah. never really. No. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I think if you're like um, someone who goes to a cafe every once in a while to get like a little treat latte or something, have your oat milk. But if you're doing yeah. If you're making a choice every day, I want to make that choice work for you. Oat milk is a big one that I talk to people about a lot. Interesting. It just feels like, it, I mean, I think it comes back to, you know, my grandfather was an Italian immigrant and he did whatever he wanted, including smoking, drinking, whatever he yeah. wanted, really. Uh -huh. But he never, nothing he did was in excess. I never watched him eat too much. I never watched him smoke too much, drink too much, nothing. Everything was very moderate. And, it, and he like... He lived a pretty good and healthy life. He was always like a very trim, fit guy. He still kind of had like guns on him even when he was in his 80s. So it's like, I just feel like some of it's just like, and he was active and curious. And I feel mm -hmm. like, honestly, like if everyone could just sort of like start there and then try to yeah. make, you know, like adjustments off of that, 
I think you, I, I, I always believe that like, I, I, I quit smoking and I wanted to because I had a kid and I just, it, it was just, it had gotten, it hit a, I was using it to like completely, I don't know. It, everything, it was obviously there's a million bad things wrong with it, but beyond just like all the shit you're, you know, putting into your body that's negative, it was also like a vice for many other things. And I know it's not new information to anybody, but so, so I quit it, quit it. But I think that at the same time, like, Honestly, like every time I'd try to quit before and fail, the amount of like anxiety and stress I was putting on myself felt just as negative as doing yeah. the activity sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like if you can just like cut things down to where you're not taking things away from I feel like that's always the what the like what you hear and I know that that's not the right way to go about things, but you it's always just like, "Oh, you have to cut that out completely." I mean, I just said it with oat milk, but it's like it's like that's probably not the answer. It's probably just having like not don't you don't need to do everything every single day. Yeah. And if you could just cool it a little bit in a lot of on a lot of fronts wait i mean i'm sure you can eat pizza hut pizza if you're doing it once a year or once every six months or something it's not going to kill you but you know what i mean it's like it's it's always like so black health the way it's been pushed to me it always feels like it's very black and white and i don't yeah, think yeah. the longer i'm around that that feels quite right no i think when i'm talking to clients i'm all there's a caveat to probably every single thing that i say and yeah, yeah. um i always talk about two things. One thing being, listen, my grandma lived and one of my grandmas lived until like 85. She smoked a pack a day for the majority of my childhood. She ate like only beige foods, like 50% of which were, was just meatloaf. Like, but soda built. <laughs> yeah. But she had a strong community. She believed in her choice of faith. She like loved golfing. She had a social life. I mean, she she enjoyed her life and she lived till 85 and I think that's pretty good. So I'll take that right now. If it yeah. was a guarantee. Yeah. And then when I look, I used to be a lifeguard when I lived in Minnesota, like growing up. And when I looked at the people who would come and swim, the coolest people to me were just like the people in their like 60s, 70s who kind of came in every day or came in like regularly had their days and didn't, didn't try too hard, like weren't super aggressive with it, but just like enjoyed what they were doing, had their time there, were consistent with it, and then went about their day. Wasn't too, um, yeah, not too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I've had to change, um, sort of like my workout strategy to be more like, what do you actually like enjoy doing? Like, what do you feel like you're getting yeah. out of it beyond just leaving and feeling sore and be like, well, now I feel like I can eat normally because I got, I'm sore. You know what I mean? Yes, and it once yeah. it's like when I changed the relationship with it of just like, you know, I like doing these activities at the gym and I like hiking and I like this, you know, or, or just, I, I, do, I like just walking around neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, not in a creepy way, but just at night so I can see the way people decorate their houses. Uh, I, like that really like change it because because it's more of like it's as much of like a mental activity as it is yeah, a yeah. as a as a workout when it when you start like changing the perception of it that way. I think that's what you're talking. About. It's like they're just coming to enjoy themselves. They found a way to enjoy themselves and it's relatively healthy at the same time. Like boom, like that's that's how you do it. Yeah, it's a pretty perfect combination. Let me ask you this really quick as a digression life lifeguard being one of the coolest possible jobs even yep. no matter it doesn't matter if you got paid seven dollars an hour that's still the coolest it's up there as one of the coolest jobs any crazy lifeguard stories um i loved being a lifeguard it honestly was a very good paying job um and that's why i did it for so long but 
trying to think of crazy stories. I, mean, I know you don't want there to be anything that bad happens, but also from I a story only, perspective, seems cool. I only had to um, jump in and save someone one time. Uh, one more I, life I, saved than me. I, uh, I, the pool that I worked at had an indoor and an outdoor pool, and all the lifeguards would rotate around. I was sitting in the, at the outdoor pool, and there was a a water slide. It wasn't a big water slide, but it definitely had some push. The water would push you underneath when you got out of the slide. Yeah. So, therefore, you had to be a certain size to ride the ride, you know? Yeah. Um, without, like, I must have looked away for a second and a parent literally put their uh, probably like two-year-old. What the hell? Just pushed him down the slide. And I knew because I had watched so many people go down the slide that that kid was going to go under. Yeah, stuck there, was in no, the... there was no parent waiting for them at the bottom. Oh, my so God. I definitely jumped in and caught that kid. Um, but other than that, I had pretty good. I had one spooky scenario. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go, Lily. That's the one we need. To, that's that's what we're looking for. Um, I also was a lifeguard at a summer camp in Wisconsin during the summers, and you've being, really gotten around. You've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I. The second that I could get a job, I got a job. I started lifeguarding at fourteen, which okay. truthfully I don't even know if that's legal, but. Um, I was the a like are different where you're from where we're from it's you know I started working young too and I don't know what it no one asked there was no rules there that no I understood rules. yeah um I being a lifeguard on a lake is different because you can't see the water mm -hmm. you can't see through the water um but therefore there are different protocols for rescue in a lake and um at the summer camp that I worked at one day the a kid went missing they couldn't find them and it was nighttime yeah and so there's protocols the whole camp was searched and they're not finding this camper in the camp grounds and not in their cabin not anywhere to be found not in the bathrooms and so the next place they go is the lake which is very dark um so all of the lifeguards have to like wake up from their sleep go down to the lake and do this thing called dragging the lake and oh. you basically you it's pitch black you can't mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. anything you're standing um holding hands in a line with all of the fellow lifeguards and what you do is you take one step at a time into the lake and once you get up to your waist you all duck under and oh. you go to the bottom of the lake and you open up your hands kind of like the breaststroke and you feel at the bottom of the lake because you're looking for a body. Yeah. This is my, I mean, what I'm telling you is this is my number one fear. He's like, squirming. It's, it's, it's like literally uh, more like, you know, people are weird about snakes or whatever. I don't care about any of that stuff. Having to be like underwater, not knowing what's going to touch you at night. That's, it, that yeah. is hell. That is bad. It was bad. After that, I was like, yeah. I'm I'd be like, cool. we might we lost the kid, guys. I can't do this. I don't know what to tell you. If they're in the lake, I can't help them. The kid the whole time was hiding in his cabin. 
Hiding in the cabin. Oh, someone must have wung that kid into the lake after they found him, man. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be mad at the kid, you know? Like, sure. But you're a little mad at the kid. But I was more like, oh, my God. Uh, I don't want to do that again, ever. Yeah. That would have been the that would have been my last day of lifeguarding. I can't handle. It's like even when they when they when there's like footage in a movie of like underwater and they're looking for something. I'm like, oh man, I hate this. I hate yeah, this. Even I if I know it. it's gonna be nothing, the idea that there's stuff under there that I don't know what it is, I can't live with it. I can't even think about it. Yeah, I I would not want to do that again. But being a lifeguard has definitely stuck with me. Like I went to a friend's cabin in upstate New York for a weekend and they had a boat and one of, they let a friend drive the boat. We're all on the boat and specifically told them, don't drive to this area of the lake because it's really shallow this year. You're going to get stuck on rocks. The friend immediately drives to the area of the lake, (laughs) gets us stuck on rocks very quickly. And then people fly off the back of the boat. Whoa. I, like you hit the rocks and it came to a like a, a, a quick halt. halt yeah a quick halt and oh well like grown men like flew off the back of the boat and when i say i just like jumped up and pulled them up in into the boat i was like ooh i'm a lifeguard forever yeah <laughs> oh you got right to action you. that i mean i think that it does like i do think you can like learn flight or fight fight in a way like you know what i mean like and you like i feel like you you trained you trained it into you that's that's cool Pretty cool. Love that job. That's a cool. You know what? And it's like whenever you get like a skill set like that, you're like, man, if everything bottoms out, I'll just lifeguard. You know what I mean? I always think I'll go back to Starbucks. I don't care. I liked it there. Yeah. <laughs> they got health well, and benefits. I'm chilling. Yeah. You really that's, get to know what songs are on the radio at what time because that's all that you can listen to. Oh, yeah. Okay, because you can't do podcasts and shit like that. So you're you're stuck. Well probably didn't exist then too you're just because i remember we used to go to the pool a lot and like we'd go we went to this like private pool that like a you know somebody had had access to and then they'd let us in and then we went there every single day and i'm sure we weren't their clientele but we were there yeah. anyway yeah. and it was yeah it was just like i know every song from like magic 97.1 or whatever that yeah. it was the same six songs yeah. that they'd cycle through at any every given point of the day yeah, yeah doug st john was the guy um one of one of the best moments in childhood was uh when the country club in my hometown was still open similar to timothy's story i had friends whose families were involved <laughs> in it go. mine was not but my yeah. friends families <laughs> yeah, were involved we got in there and so we'd always go swim and my friend's older sister i played soccer with this kid his older sister was the lifeguard and we knew on the days that she would lifeguard We'd shut the pool down. We were allowed to hang out because, again, my, one of my friend's families kind of owned it. And so we, while she was in the lifeguard changing room where she would go put on her civilian clothes, it was an understood thing that while she was gone, we could jump off the lifeguard stand. We each got one jump. And I would look forward to this every week. When yeah. is Sarah working? That sounds cool. And are, and are we going to go jump off the lifeguard stand? Oh, that's, and, that's sick. So, Blay, were you letting anyone jump off the lifeguard stand? You feel it? I feel like you, you ran a tight ship. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm I'm like the good cop, so I'm kind of like do what you want. I'm just gonna be watching you do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, I had a babysitter who was a lifeguard at the pool that I ended up becoming a lifeguard at. Um, and she would lifeguard at night at the pool while babysitting us. Talk about double income, smartly. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Things were just different back then. Man. You could just you could just take kids wherever you wanted to. You didn't know where they were. Set them free. She yeah. would get us. She would buy us Arby's, which my parents would never buy for me. Get me oh, like yes. fries. 
And then when the pool would shut down at the end of the night, probably like 8 p.m., we could swim in it alone with her. Whoa. And like do Barbies by the pool. I mean, that's that if someone invited me on a date to do that, I'd be like, this is a this is a cool. (laughs) I like this person's whole vibe is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you say your parents would never let you get Arby's, was that were they like were they health conscious back then? Because I feel like that was a little bit more of a rarity 10, 20 years ago. Um, you know, my mom she just fucking hated Arby's, <laughs> which I understand also. My mom raised me vegetarian, um, and my dad ate everything, but my mom did all the cooking and the grocery shopping. So we mostly ate vegetarian in the house, but yeah. she was definitely part of like, she thought she was like saving the planet by not eating meat and was very... We were straight edge growing up at that house. So we understand where your mom's coming from. I thought I was doing something, you know. Yeah. So we didn't have, um, she was pretty healthy growing up. Like we were one of those houses that they call like ingredient houses where you're like, there's no snacks, but you're going to have to make something for yourself from scratch if you want to eat food. Yeah. Um, We didn't eat fast food. I think I had like, Burger King maybe a couple times with my dad or my family but we really didn't eat fast food I didn't eat like a true hamburger and or steak until I was like 22 oh no do you do it now oh yeah I'll never go back like I'll I definitely love meat now I don't eat yeah every once in a while I'll have a in and out burger protein yeah Yeah. that's with is that with when it comes with lettuce as the Yeah. yeah Yeah, what's you good. what's you going like what's what's your version of like a little unhinged like it's been a bad day like, it's like unre- unreal candy or something or like is it you... um uh what is every once in a while i'll have a diet coke i think there's like i do understand the deliciousness of a really crisp cold diet coke yeah, it's the best drink yeah, ever. That's yeah. I mean, it's like when people say like McDonald's is bad for you. Like, yeah, it's bad for you, but it's so yeah. good. So don't act it's like it's not so good. good. We just can't have it much. It's like a yeah. diet coke. If you have one every now and then, yeah. it hits. I'm telling you, what really hits just from a recovering addict of it is if you do a diet, a crisp diet coke and a Marlboro Light. Like that, nothing hits like that <laughs> in the world. It's the wow, greatest. If that would be, if I was like they were gonna execute me, that's my that's my meal. One <laughs> one can so- diet coke, one Marlboro Light. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, we, when you had that steak and that burger at 22, and then I want to ask another question about meat in particular, but w- did you instantly love it? Or were you were you kind of like, w- walk me through it. I wish I had a camera on my face at that, at those moments. I, yeah. it was it like, like a Percocet. 100%. It was like my eyes bulged out of my head and I was like, what have I been missing for yeah. my life? Did you go on a tear of meat then? Um, no, I just started eating meat. I was like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I can't go back. Like my body needs this. I love this. So on on the nutrition tip of of meat, as Timothy alluded to earlier, we were both straight edge at different points. I was straight edge, staunchly straight edge. For, I have a huge X on my foot to show it. With that came it just a means lot we of, ate like shit when we were like teenagers. It's just because yeah, we didn't it, know it what like. Oh it well, was. I'm not gonna eat meat, but I was yeah. eating Morningstar buffalo chicken patty grilled cheese sandwiches yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it definitely became like I think there's a lot of this happens a lot in, in uh, nutrition in general where it's like a blanket statement. This is bad. This is good. And for a long time, 
red meat in particular, but all meat was very, it was communicated to me as like, wow, there's nothing worse you could do. I can't believe you eat a steak or something. Yeah. With you now having the information and you said you eat meat, like, what what do you think about that? Is it is it bullshit? Like, because I, I definitely know vegan people and friends and shit who eat like children. I don't yeah. think that just being <laughs> vegan is sure. better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's oftentimes worse. Then yeah. it's just like all carbs. But sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll make a steak and we'll be like, damn, that my body feels good. I feel good from eating that. You know, and I know, Timothy, you actually don't eat a lot uh, of Yeah, meat, it's interesting. I, I feel the opposite. I don't have any problem with eating meat or anything like that, but I don't feel, I feel like my body does not digest it properly. So, I think... A lot of the studies that show or that try to prove that meat is not healthy for you, they don't separate processed meat. So like mm. deli meats, hot dogs, oh, yeah. um, nitrate filled meats are in there. And that's, it's just not, the studies are not accurate. Um, I think that meat is such a nutrient dense food that really is healing for a lot of people. Um, I think it's really hard to get enough iron to get mm -hmm. enough like B vitamins to get enough protein in general without it. You can live a healthy life without meat. Like that's totally mm -hmm. possible. It just takes more um, planning and consideration yeah, well, I and I think people also are like, it's not necessarily like you can live a healthy meat or a healthy life without meat. I think people are like, if you don't eat meat, that means you're healthy, or that's how it was communicated. Yeah, to me. I that's think what I mean. It's always black and white with this shit. Yeah, I think that's gonna linger for a long time, especially yeah. because you have billionaires like Bill Gates buying up a ton of farmland and trying to create the next um, sustainable protein that they can profit off of endlessly mm -hmm. um and that and they fund studies they fund marketing they fund a bunch of things to make people think that eating a processed vegan version of like a like impossible burger for example is going to be better than something that is made in nature um so that's a little frustrating but you can definitely live a healthy life as a vegan or vegetarian. It just takes more consideration. And again, in modern life where we're so busy and we have a lot of responsibility already, most of the people that I meet who are eating a vegan and vegetarian diet have a lot of nutritional deficiencies that eventually catch up with them. So it would be a matter of tweaking things to make that lifestyle work for them or adding in some medicinal meat if they're not super into it. Yeah, right on. Because because Timothy and I were talking the other day, um, when we, and admittedly while we were prepping for for your meeting, and we were talking, and I was like, you know, it's interesting because produce is kind of like the cheapest thing to buy in the store, but then if you're gonna make a dish, you got to buy these three produce or four produce items, and you also need this in addition and you well, need... look I, i've been broke plenty of times in my life and that's the thing like i think that it gets like they're like well you just buy vegetables and you're like yeah but like that's dude like enough. he was like yeah because the pepper is cheap and i'm like 100 percent. but like dude if you go home and you're gonna eat a raw pepper and nothing else like if you know if you're going ingredient household like yeah. I, I mostly do like that's a pain in the ass because because you what you need is you need oil or butter and then you got to cook it you got to cook it with something else you know what i mean like it does get expensive mm -hmm. fast so it's like i i fully understand like people that are in like legitimate food deserts or didn't grow up with like like the 
knowledge. I mean, it, I've had to like learn the knowledge. I oh, think as I've yeah. gotten older to know, yeah. like, here are the alternative things. Here's things that you can do quick that are healthy. Here's thing. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be. And look, I don't demonize anything like, you know, fast casual or fast food or whatever. You got to do it now and then. I don't. I think as long as you're not making it a habit, it's not a big deal. Just chill about it and don't don't do you know don't do excessive amounts. And you'll, it's not going to kill you. It's going to make you feel like shit for one night. But you know, outside of that. Um, plenty of other things make me feel like shit for one night and it doesn't kill me. So I I don't think it's like the end of the world, but it's also like, if you know, if you have the information to be like, yeah, if you get like, you know, you know, you prep some rice and put an egg on it with some other shit and it's like, that's going to be way healthier and it was just as fast and easy. But like, you don't, I don't, if you didn't get brought up that way or you don't know these things, like that's, that's not, it's not, I don't, I don't think people inherently know that like what does what for them. I still feel like I'm learning like what foods do what for me. I still don't. I mean, I'm into food and stuff and I don't know what they do for me because I'm not like a science guy. So yeah, yeah, I think two things. One thing is I would always rather someone eat non-organic meat than try to eat something that's like pretty processed. Yeah. People on a budget still meat is a very nutrient dense food. And it's a very big bang for your buck. So I would rather you eat non-organic, non-grass-fed meat than something else that's processed 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing about meat and price and stuff like that is because I was raised in the Midwest, I am a big fan of my freezer and my freezer is always full of meat. Yeah, And it's because I shop like that, I buy meat at a discount because I buy it in larger amounts. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a garage freezer? Oh my God. That's my dream. I know. Yeah, same. I don't have mm-hmm. a garage freezer, but I know I will have Still made it when I have a garage <laughs> freezer and fridge. So my girlfriend and I are, we're renting and we're fortunate enough to be in uh, a little town outside of Boulder. It's more like, it's just smaller in general. We are able to get like a house that has a garage and we're probably going to move again, but we've been talking like, Maybe we just fucking buy a little garage freezer. We can move yeah. it when it when it comes time to move, and we're just gonna go in on like some beef with some friends and shit. Yeah. You know, literally like, the most Midwest mentality you could have about like, yes. any sort of home ownership is like, yeah. how quickly can we get the drinks refrigerator out there with the fr- yeah. with the freezer next to it? Yeah, huh? it's so uh, cool. you don't realize what a luxury that is until you go somewhere else and live in a city for a long time. You're like, that's not possible. That yeah. doesn't yeah. exist. Oh my god, no, I. I was I went to see some music last night and I was in the green room and the green room had two body size deep freezers with nothing in them. And I was like, this is, this is my dream. I love <laughs> the idea of being in a green room and just being curious enough to be like, I'm going to check Poking out these body size yeah, freezers <laughs> and see why no one's using them. I was like, I got to see what's in these freezers. I want them so badly. Is there is there something that you wanted to see when you opened it? Because there's a couple frozen items that I would love to see brimmed. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a body in a, size in freezer. a body size freezer yeah. i don't know what i expected i think i just expected like ice but there was yeah, that, would, that, would I guess that makes the most sense yeah. yeah i don't know what you why why would the green room need a body size freezer yeah so, two uh, body disposal but outside of that yeah. but i don't know yeah i don't know but nothing in there I, that's, what a dream let me ask you this so you get you go and you do all the fashion stuff and you live in that world for a long time and now you said you work from home right yeah how does the, how do how are we changing the outfits? What well, what changed vibe wise cl- with your clothes when you moved when to move to working only from home or did it? Are oh, you this still? Is, this has been a big thing for me. When I started working from home, 
I didn't really realize, like, I'm such a homebody that I didn't really realize how different it would be for my brain. Mm. Like, my days were so out in the world. When I worked in fashion, I had to, like, drop mm-hmm. around the city, go to meetings, take the subway, you know, be present and out with other people. Um, and so when I started working from home, I was, like, in my sweatpants all day. And I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling like myself. I got to, I got to yeah. get so I started um, getting dressed and realizing that I had a closet full of clothes that I didn't want to wear anymore because I they were for office life. Like, yeah, they're not that I was trying to dress like more revealing, but your clothes when you work at an office are inherently more um, hard clothes. Yeah, you know, just yeah, yeah. So. I sold a bunch of clothes and in California, it's just like such a vintage haven that I was buying a bunch of vintage when I, Mm -hmm. I already bought everything pretty much secondhand because I saw too much in the fashion industry. Um, I'll buy new stuff here and there, but, um, so I basically started doing a swap out, like selling what's from my old life and buying new, Mm -hmm. um, and then. I actually, that's why I started posting my outfits on Instagram was because I was trying to figure out what my style is now that I didn't have to go to an office anymore, Mm -hmm. Um, which is actually pretty fun. Do you feel like now this is like your, this is your real style? This is like you, because I think that's the interesting thing about like when I think about home clothes is it's like, yeah, you're kind of wearing what you like actually fuck with not just like you're not making a decision because you think it has to be perceived a certain way at an office or, I want to present or out in the world or I want to present a certain way you're kind of just doing it for you you know what I mean so yeah. like I feel like it I don't know it, it feels inherently like it would be more of like who you really are it's definitely more of who I really am um I can I when I take a picture of my outfit and I post it on Instagram I save it into a folder it's very type a of me I save it into a folder so that I can see all my outfits together, like a clueless closet. And there's definitely color themes Something there. you said for this, yeah. There's definitely some themes going on. And it's been good for my brain to like figure out what my style is now that I work from home. I think you've stumbled into something that people should do, actually, is if you did this yeah. and you're really trying to like figure out your wardrobe, if you do this, you're going to go, oh, I wear a lot of this and that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I see like mm-hmm. actively not like not the day because I feel like you're doing day to day experimentation with limited ingredients. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's say I've got doesn't matter. Like I've got 75 individual pieces of clothing and I'm just going to kind of keep putting those together. But you're probably putting there's there's weird patterns that are definitely happening that you're not going to see day to day. But if you put it all together, like you're saying, even if you just do that for yourself, Instagram aside, like that would be helpful for like weaning down a closet. It's really helpful. And I also notice um, that there are pieces in my closet that I really love, but I have nothing to wear them with. Yeah. Oh, makes, that's a good point too. Yeah. It makes my shopping more purposeful because I'm like, oh, I have this button down shirt from the forties that I love, but it's kind of a weird like wash and I don't have anything that matches it. So when I'm out in the world, I'm looking for a skirt that's this color or shoes. hundred percent. I love boxing myself in with clothes. I'll like buy something that's outside of my comfort zone going, I got to make it work. And it's like either I need a fit, like a like a certain style of fit that's going to work with that thing. Or if it's like or a certain color palette or whatever it is, I love like a nice, I love boxing myself in in that way. That's not, that's a nice way to like shop. Yeah. I think that getting dressed to work from home makes, made me love fashion again. 
I was very disenchanted cool. with fashion as I was wrapping everything up. Cause you know, I saw like, I saw all the back end of the production, like let's say Gap, Gap has to book their, um, their print. They have to print fabric like six months before they design the clothing. So let's say that they created a print on a fabric that's like a crazy stripe, like bright red and pink stripe. And by, by the time it comes time to design, they don't want to use that fabric. It's already printed, but contractually, the vendor can't resell it or do anything with it. So they have to just burn it. Oh, so wow. Listen, anytime you want to start a coalition to, to try to b- petition <laughs> the fashion calendar, I, I am oh, all, every, it, everything about it is stupid. We, we, we've, we, everyone is pro, you know, global, like we all believe in global warming and all this other shit, but we're not going to fucking change the, the fashion calendar at all to accommodate the seasons are at different times. And like, and yeah. it create, like you're saying, it creates waste. Like it's, it itself is creating its own waste. And then sell throughs are like down there, like, oh, we don't know. And I'm like, well, I, I can tell you why no one buys big jackets because they come out in you know i'm i'm they're getting shipped in july and august like i can't mm-hmm. i can't yeah. move that and it's just going to go to sale and then get tossed somewhere and it's it's no good when i worked at target i was given an extra job that was not part of my job and it was to work it was to have meetings with the with people who ran the stores in different climate zones of america and Whoa. then dictate which styles hit which stores and which locations at different time depending on weather like some stores got swim and some stores never got swim and i had the job of like sorting the girls clothes into their stores that that's wild i can't even i mean but yeah with all those logistics I kind of got disenchanted with fashion, but now that I'm working from home and getting dressed, I kind of love it again. Well, it's kind of like seeing how the sausage is made. It's like, oh, oh I don't want to eat the sausage anymore. But now yeah, I look yeah. at like runway shows again, which is fun. That's that's true. Yeah. All right. We're kind of getting to the end. Normally we do like a hot take or something. We also sometimes do like a recommends, and I feel like you're going to have good suggestions. So you can recommend anything you want, book, music, nutrition tip whatever whatever you want don't worry you don't have to go first we'll go first and we don't have anything prepared either so we're in the same boat as you this is how we do it we don't think about it ahead of time we just try to it'll come to us um so let's let's do that i'll go do you have something right away i'm I'm thinking okay you think you guys think i will i'm thinking too and that's why i'm vamping right now and i want to recommend oh uh you said you, you're you're a, you're a music gal. You were just at a concert. The yeah. new Howdy single that came oh, out damn, is yeah. really really good. No, just came out see. yesterday. So I don't know if you know them, but it's it's excellent. H o v v d y. Yeah, Texas band. Oh. Very good. Uh, and also, I watched a movie called Tiger Tail. It was like a Netflix. I feel like it was kind of underappreciated. It was really good. I don't know where it's from. I can't remember. Um, but it is a movie about this like. It's this interesting take of like this like older guy who's sort of like reliving his life through his daughter a little bit because they have this like awful relationship and they're she's trying to repair it. Well, he's trying to repair it because he just lost his mother and he's going through all this stuff from his like his childhood and you see that like this person that like you have a complicated relationship has like all this interesting past and it was really great. Kind of slept on. It has good reviews, but like I don't know. I just didn't hear anyone talking about it when it came out because it came out during like COVID. But excellent movie, Tiger Tail. So that would be mine. 
I'm yeah. like looking at my phone right now, looking it up. This has not even come on my Netflix page as a recommendation, yeah. but I have to watch it's it. It's really good. A friend recommended it to me. I was like, hey, did you happen to see that? Because I, I, I don't remember. Like I said, I can't remember where it's from, um, but it, it was, it was. I don't know. It was excellent. I really loved it. Um, you got anything, Chase? Lily, do you have something? Because I am. <laughs> He's struggling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think this, well, always, but definitely this year, I've been switching the music that I listen to when I work out to really calming music. Like oh, I used, I've done this too. This yeah. is an interesting move I've done. It, it, d- describe your experience with this. I love this. Well, I love a pump up playlist. Yeah, who doesn't? Obviously, like I love to blast rap when I'm working. Yeah. Out, but I notice that it stirs a competitiveness in my system that is a little bit too much of a jolt sometimes, and I go so hard that I can't go for very long. So, yeah. What kind of working out are we doing? Um, I love to swim. I swim oh, a lot. Yeah, of course. Um, and then I just work out at the gym, you know? Yeah. 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 Normal stuff. I'll use the Stairmaster, lift some weights, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've been switching it up to have some more calming playlists and specifically like acoustic guitar playlists. Um, there's an artist named Hayden Pedigo who I've seen live quite a few times. Cool. I love him. He's really good. I Don't also know what I'm love. Out a score for a movie like i love the score for brokeback mountain love whoa love that i haven't thought about brokeback mountain in a minute great movie can't think of the score but i'll definitely listen to that um i feel like another vibe basically it calms me down so much that i find myself a little bit more meditative and i can swim for longer yeah, so I like when I was running, I sw- it just came on because I had been listening to like you know I got big into like Japanese ambient stuff. A friend kind of put me on. I was listening to some you know these different artists, and it came on like I must have like cued it in Spotify or whatever and forgot. So I'm listening to like you know mostly like metal and hardcore and stuff, and then that came up next. But I like the phone was like in a I was in the middle and I didn't want to like change it, so I just like let it rock, and it was just like ambient stuff, yeah. and I was like you it, it like allows your brain to wander a little bit more than other stuff does and like by the time i'd look down i was like damn i'm i'm like crushing miles because i just was not yeah. thinking for so long uh-huh. and it's like i i've been trying to i don't always do it because i think you kind of need the uh i think your your brain needs the like brakes to get thrown on like that for it to like work properly so i'll switch it up a lot but i, I try to do that at least a couple times a week in the gym is go with something really chill and it's it's a different vibe yeah i really have been enjoying that and then Sometimes no music, just me and my brain, which is great. But See, I uh, can't do that because the gym's always playing the most insane. They keep doing like it's like they're doing like metal mashups of pop music, and it's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. That's like you can't hard. imagine something worse. It's like a Rihanna and Linkin Park song stuck oh, together, and you're oh. like, why did you guys even think doing? to do this? And, and, and yeah, it's really like Britney Spears and Slipknot, and I don't. And it's yeah. a lot of the time that it's playing this music, so I can't go. No. Plus, then I start getting focused. On, I really like at the gym. I really like people watching at the gym. That like so, my dream is like do stairmaster for as long as I can, because you get the height on the gym, and then you can really watch what people are doing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's I really great. It. Yeah. Even if you're not, if you want to get into the gym and you're not sure where to begin, just go and sign up for some cheap gym. Go into the corner on the stairmaster and just watch people, because I feel like that's what really got me into gym life. Yeah, I like people. I like nuts. saving like whatever TV show. That's kind of, you're kind of embarrassed to watch Mm. and you're like, my boyfriend will not watch it with me. I like to save that for the gym. What's the show? Yeah. I was going to say, well, you gotta, Um, (laughs) you gotta bring us in. 
I mean, right now, the one that I'm watching doesn't really fit the bill. Like, right now, I like to watch um, British Bake Off. But it's very calming. But that's not embarrassing. It's like that doesn't fit the bill. But um, there is a show on Amazon that I'm watching that's like that right now. Let me find it. Listen, and you're not gonna, you can't play too low here. That we are yeah. talking, you're talking to two guys who watch the stupidest shit. I mean, I love like any sort of trashy reality show that exists. The weirder it is, the better. Chase watches television that it's like the movies that come on, like Amazon, that you're like, who watches that? Chase it's watches me. those. <laughs> yeah. So you don't, you know, you're, you're in safe company here. I, I I'll do I'll do like a, a the thing is I'm so deep in I I'm I'm on like a podcast for a Love Is Blind catch up on a, you know so I can so I'm, I'm beyond just watching the show I'm I'm listening to to, 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 to two mean to girls like break apart these <laughs> these dummies so I love Love Island oh yeah Love Island's good I need to get there's so much you know what I mean it's there's yeah. so much so it's like you a never lot. know where to it doesn't matter where you come in but it, as a completist it does to me so I need to get I need to get back into it yeah there's a lot it's very intimidating I'm trying to find the show that I started watching on Amazon but I can't find it but it's basically like like a girl moves to the city with her boyfriend and he immediately cheats on her it's like a drama love I, it love it oh, yeah, please message right it to me later that. I'll watch that for sure <laughs> off that off that description alone that's sort of my lane um yeah but i like to save those things for the gym it's a little treat yeah, yeah. I, I could dig that yeah that's the thing if you if you can make the gym if you can add a treat to the gym so you're kind of hitting two things at once that's that's rock solid yeah i'm trying to think of other recommendations that i have right now oh i figure oh go ahead, not, go ahead this is not a thing but in the last couple of years i have really been utilizing my notes app i think obviously yeah. everybody likes the notes app but i think sure. I like to write down the funny things that the people in my life say. So, and they have their own folder or their yeah. own. And then so you can look, look, I'm a big and, list keeper. Yeah. Uh, and, and I list, these are the types of things I list. Like yeah. I like for some reason it like calms me down to make, to like think of a subject. Like I did a popular one at like a bar is the top 10 top hat wearers of all time. And it'll just be like, <laughs> then you have to sit there at night while I'm trying to go to sleep. And I'm like, all right, who, Who's done a top hat nicely? And then you just kind of go through that. and you're like, Mr. Peanut, wow. uh, Daniel Day-Lewis is Lincoln. Wow. You know, you just start going through them and uh, it's nice. It's a nice way. Or the same deal of like, if something funny happens, I started doing it for the podcast because I'd be like, oh, I got something. Yeah, here's yeah. something yeah, dumb I, 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 I saw. Yeah. yeah. It's like a nice way of keeping a mental, because like, I really think, I was talking to a therapist at one point, I'm like, I truly, the thing that keeps me alive in this world more than outside of like my wife and daughter, the next thing is like something weird happening in real life that you just didn't think. Like I, I am still jealous to this day <laughs> that my wife and uh, Chase's girlfriend went to a David Sedaris reading and while they were in line to go in, some kind of like nerdy girl tripped on a banana peel, which I didn't think happened in real life. I have shit. never been more jealous oh. in my life that someone got to witness that and I didn't. Because yeah. it's like, this is the whole, this is why I was put here is to see things like this That's and then report back on them. He brings us up a lot. Yeah. He brings us up a lot. Because I'm still mad that I didn't see it. There's oh, yeah. another list that he kept where we at, we worked with a a fella in some regard here who has like kind of like a Thick, like kind like, of like, like a Louisville accent, like a, yeah, like yeah, like like yeah. a Kentucky accent. Where it's like you're, you're not I, from the South; it's just the way you like, talk. I declare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you an office watcher? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Are you were, were you I doing do declare? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Timothy put together a list of phrases that would be funny to hear him say, mm-hmm. and one of oh, which was uh, "mud bottom, mud bottom, yeah, mud bottom river, mud bottom river, and length, length of, of chain, <laughs> length of chain, <laughs> length I of chain." I think this is truly behavior of Midwestern people because you're so good at being bored because of the yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I I can't like preach boredom more. Like like whenever like you know like uh like my kid will be doing something and I'm like no and you know like well we will move her to this activity. I'm like no no no, no. just let yeah. her. This is where you get creative yeah. in life. Is where you yeah. get really really bored. Like truly so bored you'll do anything. That's my. You don't get that the older you get. You you have that for a, a certain amount of time and then it starts escaping yeah. Yeah. as you get older. Yeah, you need to be able to be bored. I in my notes app I keep uh I keep a note predicting just cultural trends for the next year that's probably this is cool that's a big hobby of mine that's fun how often are you right what percentage are you giving yourself um i think i'm like 80 percent right oh that's good can you name do you have one that you're like proud of like you called a trend ahead of time like you know you said it like i've got a few of these in life where it's like i i told you that was going to be a thing and i was right um, no one cares but last year it was cottage cheese oh man and it's they, we were just talking about this, and look, we're pro cottage cheese. We're from I love the Midwest. Cheese. We have to like that. But it's like it, it's got it's in goddamn everything. It's in everything now. Well, I mean, it's a it's really high protein. Yeah, give me more of it. People are eating dairy again. Um, I wonder what my, what my. Do you have one right now that you feel like you don't have to say it? I understand if you need to keep it. Let me look. That, at me. Let me look you don't at want me. it to not. Um. I'll do an entire podcast of people just reading me things in their note. Last year, my favorite prediction was that celebrities were going to become embarrassing. Like you weren't going to, they weren't going to be on the same pedestal anymore. Listen, this is a great, this is really good, Lily. Because it's like, you know, when you'll see like things now where it's like, it's Bradley Cooper walking along the streets of New York. And now I look at him, I'm like, it's kind of like a bummer for some reason. Yeah, I, I don't know, know why. <laughs> it's like it's not, it doesn't look, he doesn't look cool. He just looks like too like, regular. They looks mad. They it, it's just something really weird off. videos about like culture, like world news events. And you're like, please mm-hmm. stop, stop it. Stop. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, that's a good prediction too. Cause I feel like it's almost like there's very few celebrities that seem cool. You know what I mean? Like now, I mean, it's hard to be like pretty cool yeah, unless you're like lower yeah. tier. Yeah. Um, A-list celebrities aren't cool anymore, no, they though. Can't be. One of my predictions for, for 2024 is that I feel like um, like divorced dad rock is going to come back, like um, Creed or good. like Nickelback. Butt I'd, rock. Yes. Like either that's going to come back or like a band that we know and love is going to go that route or like a new band is going to come out that sounds like that. I think it's going to come back. You know what? I, you see you're already starting to see a lot of the the creeds and stuff come back in memes and stuff and you're like it's only it's only going to take so much of that seeing it again to where someone's like you know the songs are actually kind of gas yeah, you know like pretty good it's you like i, I um, rock star that's a good song listen 
I make it a thing where at least, and this was long before this got like put around the internet again, but I remember when Creed played the NFL and he flies like the angel, that man is hooked up to the thing. Everyone's seen it at this point. And I, I've watched that every Thanksgiving for as long as I remember. That um, Thanksgiving comes around. I don't know what it is about that. I think it's maybe the football element or something, yeah. but I love it. He's in that like kind of slutty like Dallas Cowboys jersey singing that song higher. <laughs> oh, man. That really sends me. It's so good. And I think you're right. At some point, I think we're all like a little less embarrassed about the things that we like than we used to be. I think it's just like, okay. You know, like ever since TikTok, it's like people just go on there and like talk about the dumb shit they like and do. And you're like, yeah, it's just, it's more endearing. I like that person more because they just said, I really like, you know, some stupid thing. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, that ever since then, now that thing is coming back. Like you, like, it's okay. It's like, no one's going to make fun of you for like and create if you're actually into it. Yeah, if your That's arms cool. are wide open, no one can say no. <laughs> you guys have guilty pleasures that you own up to now. It's I don't like, feel guilty about I anything. Feel, I like. yeah, yeah, we, oh, yeah. we have no, there's that is not there for us. I don't know what it is, but like you could, I'll admit to liking anything, yeah. anything that I actually like. Again, I just truly believe that as soon as you tell someone, like, I am one of Charlie XCX's biggest fans and maybe one of very few straight fans. And I, and I true, and I love it. I listen to it in my free time. I watch the live videos and it's not, I think she's just so cool. And like anything like that, I'm all in on, like, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I'll go to the concerts. I'll be the only guy there, not on poppers. It's like, (laughs) I I am, I'm, I'm, I don't care. Like, I can't think of anything. I love like romantic movies. That's my main interest is like, not rom-coms. I want them to be... I want to cry if I can. Like, <laughs> like you know, like movies you watch on a plane. Anything like that. I don't have... There's nothing that's gonna you're going to hit on that I, that I that I can't think that I wouldn't admit to. In fact, I, I don't even every- know how to, like, come up with one because I feel like we've admitted them all on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. just needs to own what they like. It's all... Again, that's what... It, like, that's what... That's what I like in other people. It's like, oh, wow. Because there's no way to, like... If you're at a bar and some... and, and so, If I was at a bar, me and some person are talking and they're like i'm just like a huge creed fan i'm like i like you so much more you're so much more interesting now yeah, because yeah. you didn't try to like pretend like you like some shit you don't like it's just the actual because they start someone starts spitting you know like what if what if you were talking to a person they knew all of mark tremonti that's the guitar player from creed's name if <laughs> if they knew like all, all about mark tremonti's life you're like this is an incredible source of information yeah. and i just like that you like it i just want people to like things a lot that's yeah. my only thing yeah yeah, I, I love what when, it is. Like, when you're talking to someone and you like hit that thing for them and you can mm-hmm. see their face like light up and they just like don't stop talking about it. I love that. Yep. Half of this podcast is basically us trying to get people to, to get talk to about point, the stuff yeah. that they don't. It's like we're all about like trying to tear down cool people. Now, I love being cool, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. But at the same time, my dream is that someone like when you started telling the story about the drag in the lake, that's the, that was like, now the podcast really got good because oh, yeah, this is the type of thing I need to hear about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. Well, thank you for coming yeah, on. Thank you for taking the time and thank you for sharing interesting things like the lake story, which I will think about a lot going forward. I hope you sleep tonight and um, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Of course. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, where can they check you out? Well, you do mostly do things through Instagram, right? Yeah. I'm Lily Feeds You on Instagram. And through there, you'll find my Patreon where I share healthy recipes and just kind of like where my head's at, like what I'm reading, what I'm listening to, things like that. Cool outfits. Dope. Cool, cool outfits, food, yeah. all the yeah. stuff. Stuff like that. All right. 
Really appreciate it. Hope you have a good rest of your, I mean, good re- good weekend now because it's oh, Friday. Hell yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ooh, yeah, you All too. All right. Thank you so much. Hopefully talk to you soon. Bye.